Welcome to Lost in Twin Peaks. Today's episode is In the Weeds of Season 3, Part 7. So we're going to discuss character rankings, the order of events, and ultimately the motifs of coffee, pie, and donuts. Let's start, though, with the order of events. For the order of events in this episode, or I guess the timeline, let's say, I think most of the episode takes place on Tuesday, September 27th. The only exceptions are... Uh, the diner scene in the roadhouse that closes at the end. Uh, the roadhouse could be any time, but, you know, if, since we cut straight from that to the diner, at least if I recall correctly, might as well consider it on the same night. And the diner definitely takes place on the night of Monday, September 26th. If you look at Shelley's earrings and her hair up in a ponytail, it matches the scenes in part six, where she's talking with Heidi after Miriam's come to the diner. And I, I think those scenes take place on a Monday, before the scenes with with uh, Becky in part five. So how's that for confusion? And there's one other exception to the Tuesday framework of this episode, and that's uh, Beverly's uh, thing, scene with Ben and then going home and seeing her husband. I believe that takes place on Thursday, September 29th. That gives the Great Northern Key some time to get to Twin Peaks, and it also kind of fits some other elements. If you look at Ben's tie... He's the the scene where he's talking to Jerry on the phone. He's got a different tie on. So I think those take place on different days. And so just with all all of that stuff, I I think those are the only scenes, basically the diner and the Beverly stuff that are exceptions to the rule. But otherwise, this is pretty firmly rooted in Tuesday, September 27th. And after part eight, the next episode, everything's going to get a lot more screwy. Uh, There'll still be usually one date that anchors most of the episode, but there will be scenes that just take place at very different times, as as we'll see. Moving on to the characters. Uh, We're at the point now where the lion's share of characters have been introduced. We will still meet new characters as the show goes along, but at a much slower pace. Uh, The characters introduced in this episode are the farmer, the Fuscos, and Tom. And the only character reintroduced in this episode that I can think of is Doc Hayward. Seven entries after his last appearance in The Missing Pieces, when he told Laura her angel had not gone away. And the last time we saw him chronologically was when he smashed, or no, actually it was after he smashed Ben's head into the fireplace. It was when he was tending after Cooper in the final scene of the season two finale. Uh, So, and actually, I guess that's the last. So yeah, chronologically and in the uh, viewing order, come to think of it, the last time we see him is uh, holding Cooper aloft saying, you got to go to bed, the doppelganger of Cooper, in the missing pieces. So I was wrong about that. It isn't the scene with Laura and the angel. Who's returning to the show after four more episodes of absence? Ray Monroe, five episodes after his last appearance in part two, when he antagonizes Mr. C and plots with Daria. The Evolution of the Arm, five episodes after its last appearance in part two, when a guided Cooper and the doppelganger emerged to send him in the wrong direction. The doppelganger of the Evolution of the Arm, I mean. Jean-Michel Renault, five episodes after his last appearance in part two, when he was tending bar on a busy night at the roadhouse. Ben Horn, six episodes after his last appearance in part one, when he bantered with Jerry and said he was not pursuing his new secretary. Beverly Page, six episodes after her last appearance in part one, when Ben briefly introduced her to Jerry. Now, it's interesting that other than Doc Hayward, all of these characters were last seen in the return. So we're now reaching the point where characters are coming back from long absences within the return itself, not just within larger Twin Peaks. Here's the ranking of the characters in terms of screen time. Number 10 of the Fusco's with about three minutes. A pleasant evening. I guess you won't have any trouble collecting the insurance, huh? 
Number nine is Knox with about four minutes. But I don't think this is going to be your investigation for too much longer. Number eight is Janie E with about five minutes. Dad, it's a terrible car. Always in the shop. Number seven is Ben with about six minutes. That, my dear, is a long story. Number six is Beverly with about six minutes. Oh, for crying out loud, you don't fuck this up, Tom. Number five is Albert with about seven minutes. You heard me. Number four is Frank with eight minutes. Beat this thing. And number three is Diane with about nine minutes. Fuck you, Tammy. Number two is Gordon with about nine minutes. I'm very, very happy to see you again, old friend. And number one is Cooper with about 20 minutes. Stolen. He's Dougie for about 12 minutes and Mr. C for about seven. Kill McCluskey. And that surprised me. I thought this was an episode where Mr. C had more screen time than Dougie, but at least according to calculations I did for my character series, that's not the case. This is Gordon's second time topping the supporting cast. Uh, the last time was part two. So this is the first repeat runner-up we've had in The Return. It seems like every episode has been a different character having the second most screen time after Cooper, but... Now we get to see Gordon again. In terms of successive episodes with prominent screen time, who's on a hot streak? No character who had over five minutes in part six carries over into part seven except Cooper, who's been above the threshold in every Twin Peaks entry so far. I've just repeated this script every time because there's just no translation like there was on the old show of like, gee, this character is getting a lot of screen time this episode. Next. It's way more balanced I guess than that or I don't know if balanced is the right word maybe it's the opposite but characters will pop up and then you won't see them for another episode or two so you can see this pattern happening already or this lack of a pattern in uh, the return there's just nobody who's ever on a streak of a lot of screen time at least not yet I left that last bit in because uh, it's just an interesting observation about the show up to this point but after recording it I actually have a revision there is a character who has over five minutes of screen time in two episodes in a row at this point, and it's Janie E. So congratulations to Janie, the first streak of season three for a character other than Cooper. Uh, above five minutes in two episodes in a row. For coffee, pie, and donuts. There's a lot of coffee this episode, and I don't think any pie or donuts. We see coffee mugs in front of Hawk and Frank as they look at the diary, and then there's a different mug on Frank's desk later when he Skypes with Doc. Mackley has a black mug on his desk. Davis has some coffee on his desk. Uh, Diane has a cup in her house that almost looks like teacups. She's got kind of fancy, dainty uh, coffee cups. There's also coffee pots at the double R, but I don't think we see any pie. It seems like there's cake in the, uh, in the, well, in the cake savers. Uh, I didn't notice maybe some leftovers on, on some of the tables, but, you know, I was looking. I didn't see too much pie, and as I said, no donuts. That's it for this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also support this work on patreon.com slash lostinthemovies. Tomorrow's episode will conclude this week of coverage on Part 7, and it's going to do so first by sharing my archive work on the series. You know, I was writing pieces that summer of 2017, covering the uh, the episodes immediately after they aired so so initial thoughts on that and then created videos years later and so forth so we'll dig into some of that and at the end of that episode uh, as always like i like to end with a little teaser so you know uh, although this is a spoiler free podcast uh, we do end each week of coverage by sort of tiptoeing into the next episode and we do that by playing the opening minute so in this case, the opening minute of part eight, and then discussing 
what we see just describing the imagery. So kind of taking that audio-visual experience and separating it out into its two components. See you then. This is-